Hi, and welcome to the Bible Belt Bros, hosted by Luke and Daniel, where we call to the church to stand up and step out in obedience to God. Thank you for tuning in today. We're excited to have you here. I hope this finds you blessed in the Lord, and without further ado, here is this week's episode of the Bible Belt Bros. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's good to be back after a week off, an unintentional week off. But y'all know, like we do every time, we have an ad, so y'all sit back and enjoy it, and then we'll be back with the episode in a minute. Hey, guys. This advertisement comes with a story. So earlier this week, I signed up for a yoga class with my roommate. It was going to be fun. We get to the gym, ask what studio it's in. They say Studio B. Well, there's a sign that says all Studio B classes in Studio C. So we go there. Instructor comes in. We start dancing and all that. And I'm like, this doesn't feel like yoga. Maybe it's just a warm-up. It was not a warm-up. It was 45 minutes of cardio until I collapsed. And now I can't even walk to class. My existence is agony, guys. That is all. Cardio. It's fun when you go to the right room. Welcome back, guys. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Please stretch <laughs> before you do any cardio. And make sure you go to the right room. Yeah. If, if if you start dancing when you're supposed to do yoga, you you need to know that that's I not I thought it was doing. a warm-up. I'm sorry. Dancing yoga. Now, that might be something else. But anyways, <laughs> y'all, we're glad to be back. We... I want to sincerely apologize for not having an episode last week. Life happened. Life happened, school happened, and we just got behind on stuff. This being one of those things we got behind on. Yep. But we're back, and we have an upgrade. We did. We made it up to you guys. We Yo, We got a podcast microphone. I don't yay! really know. Yeah. Yay. 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 <laughs> Woo. I wish I but, had something to like. Confetti. Uh, here, I'll throw this candle. Ah, I wish I had one of those, you know, that you buy at New Year's, you know, those little uh, kind of champagne oh, the, popper things. The party poppers? The thing? party poppers, yeah. We'll just imagine. Pop! Pop! Yeah, anyway. There's some confetti flying. <laughs> Yay! But, y'all, we got an upgrade. And honestly, to us right now, we sound the same as we always have. It doesn't change anything on our end. But hopefully it clears up some audio, at the very least, on your end, and y'all can hear us clearer. And through us, you can hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you mm-hmm. clearer. And hopefully you don't hear the fridge doing something stupid. Yeah. I would hope not, hopefully. But, you know, we got another episode, <clears throat> another thing that the church has been struggling with that we want to talk about today. So, Daniel, would you, it's back to me asking the question, Man. would you like to enlighten me on what we were talking about this week? I would love to, Luke. I would love to tell you about it. Topic this week is we're going to tell you guys to quit being a stumbling block. Don't do it. So quit being a stumbling block, guys. Quit it. Is that it? Oh, wait. No, that's not. All right. <laughs> Luke, uh, what, what does being a stumbling block mean? So being a stumbling block, and I think some, we throw this around every now and then like, oh, you're being a stumbling block. Boy, you better watch out. But it's a, it's a serious thing. And Jesus talks about it. Paul talks about it. It's all throughout, especially the New Testament. I'm sure it's in the Old Testament somewhere, too. But it's when anyone, you know, intentionally or unintentionally, even carelessly sometimes, will put someone in front of temptation that'll more than likely make them fall. 
And it's something that's, I think, really rampant. And we don't really know that it's rampant within the church because we are, you know, unintentionally doing it and sometimes carelessly doing it simply because we don't know that it's a thing. But, I mean, that's really what it means. It's just putting temptations in front of somebody, not with the hopes that they'll fall, but, you know, that temptation might cause them to fall, you know, if that makes sense. Yep. So we're going to go over a little bit like what it, what it looks like in the church today. What are some examples of how it looks? And then how can we not be a stumbling block? So mm-hmm. what are some ways it looks like being a stumbling block in the church? One of the first ways is about with us sharing our gum, grumblings, not gumblings, uh, <laughs> grumblings about uh, different things that we have in the church, such as you know, what kind of worship we like. I think mm-hmm. this is this is something that has caused a lot of division, and division is bad. We don't want division in the church. We want unity. And, you know, we all have our preferences. Um, and if we don't like one thing, sometimes we just got to suck it up. You know, because yeah. personally... I love hymns. I listen to hymns all the time. Amen to that. Now, I don't care as much for contemporary worship, but you know, at our student ministry on campus, they just do contemporary music. You know what? I still go and praise the Lord because I understand that, you know what? I'm not going to let my preference get in the way of praising the Lord in the community of believers. And that's important to remember because I mean, first of all, like I said, like we don't want we don't want to be that stumbling block, and in some cases, that has made people stumble and fall because they got way too caught up in different things about the church, you know, um, and they they let it hurt their faith because they're worrying more about something that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Honestly, some of this stuff it doesn't matter, and I mean, man, what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do about it? Just keep praising God, whatever that is, and loving God, loving the church. That's what we're to do. Yeah. Another mm-hmm. way, and this this is, when I say this, I don't want you to think I'm talking to one party over the other. Both sides are guilty of it. But how we dress in the church, and really in and out of church, mm-hmm. you know, how we dress in general. Um, and when I say that, a lot of a lot of the thoughts go to how the ladies dress, but also the dudes can dress in a way that stump, that causes people to stumble too. More than just oh, they they might be too revealing somewhere, but like we can wear fancy clothes that can cause people to covet what we have, mm-hmm. or we can put the focus on us rather than oh, we're here for Jesus, not to look at my fancy shoes or jacket or whatever we're wearing. Like it's how we dress is a big thing because that's the majority of what people see when they look at you. They, your face is like one part of your whole body and like you're wearing a shirt, pants, shoes, whatever it is. But how we dress is a big, can be a big thing, you know, to cause people to stumble. Mm-hmm. And it can be kind of touchy depending on how people take it, but know that we're talking about both sides, not just one or the other mm-hmm. in that aspect. And one, one interesting thing we talked about before we recorded, Paul Washer, uh, one of our favorite preachers, once said that... A whole stud. Uh, he is. He once said that our clothing should be a frame for our face, not for our body. Mm-hmm. Let your clothing you know, point people towards your face. Because when you talk to somebody, that's what that's where you need to be looking at. Um, no matter what. Like, you know, don't, don't try to draw so much attention with what we wear. Um, 
And we want to hit his frame for our face. Another thing is not cutting off any facet of temptation in the realm of ministry. So this looks like it's something that, uh, you know, Luke, who's in ministry right now, you know, he, he's getting to see some of these things like firsthand, making sure that, that, you know, in the church, in the, in ministry, that there is no room for any temptation. It's very important for, for leaders in the church to, to, to flee from any temptation, any form or fashion. Um, you know, that's something that, that I love with the, with, with, um, with that we're, we're told to do, you know, we're told to flee from temptation and we need to make sure that there's no room for it to get in. And if it ever does, uh, find its way, we need to flee from it. And, you know, we can cause people to stumble by, by allowing, there to be room for temptation in ministry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's, it's so rampant. And even, you know, some examples like, you know, tonight at, we're recording this on a Wednesday. So tonight I had Bible study with my youth. We talked in first Timothy four, and that talks about how people will fall away from the sound doctrine in the church. And one of the things they'll fall into is prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. And if a church lets their pastor talk about anything vaguely prosperity gospel wise y'all need to stop that nip it in the bud yep and you know go back to matthew when it talks about how to handle church discipline talk to him first talk to that pastor first and then bring it to two or three and then bring it to the church be graceful with how you handle that because you can you can handle it you know kind of hatefully and you know in a way that's not glorifying to god and that could cause people to stumble too but in that aspect and so many more when there's temptation, nip it in the bud. Mm-hmm. Because when Satan gets a little bit, he's going to get a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more unless we we involve the Holy Spirit in that. So just be wise in that aspect. Um, but another one, complicitly allowing media to enter our minds. And when I say media, I mean like TV shows, movies, music, etc. Our culture in America is so caught up in you know, so many inappropriate things on TV. And we, it's kind of a shame to say this, we are kind of okay with that. You know, we, we kind of comply because it's like, oh, it's not, the, it's not the whole premise of the show. It's okay. You're still giving yourself to that. I mean, you're still giving into that temptation. So why are you not cutting that off? And I'm guilty of it. I'm sure Daniel's guilty of it right here. Yeah. You, I'm sure you're guilty of it. I'm calling you out. I'm sure you're guilty of it too. We all are. And we should not, you know, say, make an excuse and say, oh, it's just part of our culture. You know, we can't stop every facet of that. But you can. You can fast forward. You can stop watching the show. You can quit listening to that artist. You can, you know, stop watching the movie, never turn it on again. You can do so many things to stop it. Now, it might be a great TV show, but it's not worth you know, given into that temptation to finish the episode or the series mm-hmm. or the album, you know, it's so many things. And that's why I love, you know, some, I mean, some country songs are like that, but a lot of <laughs> older country songs are just fun country songs. And I obviously I love listening to Christian music because I'm a Christian and really most Whoa. of that should not be tem- tempting to <laughs> fall into sin. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> are you surprised? That I like Christian music. No, because <laughs> I'm a Christian. <laughs> but, 
yeah, what a coincidence. It's, it's so it's so rampant and so widespread, and we need to quit saying it's okay. Mm-hmm. Go back to was it episode two or episode three when it said it's not or sin is not okay. Two dose sin is not okay, and so if you say oh that's okay because it's just one episode, no, stop right there. But yeah, yeah, just a lot. Uh, last thing we got here is letting politics, specifically argumentative politics. Did I say that right? Argumentative. Argumentative. I said that wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we the let argumentative politics enter our church conversations and divide us, y'all. Um, I mean, there there is such a great divide in America right now. Um, I mean, Republican, Democrat, it's almost like a war sometimes, you'd think, just because there's so much hatred uh, between between uh, our political agendas. And it's a problem. It's a huge problem. It's something that has brought division even among our churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's some parts of politics that have no effect on the church. But we let it do that, you know. Um, you know, we, we, we let, you know, the way the way we're taxed or things like that, you know, define who we're friends with in church or something like that. Like, what what business does that have to do with it? We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much we're taxed, you know. I mean, our citizenship here, you know, our passport, our driver's license, yeah, it's from America. Where is it in our heart? Better be in heaven. Yeah. Because there's no... That's one of two places. There's, there's no there's no America after. It's when you're dead, you're not American anymore. Or wherever you may be from. Um, yeah. you know, we, we, we do have some listeners from around the world. So yeah, we do. <laughs> we're, not, we're not excluding you guys uh, if you're listening to us. But all I go say that, I mean, you know, the, the, these politics, they, we can't let it hurt the church. We can't. Mm-hmm. So it just doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. Um, and with a lot of these things, you know, some of these things, they just, they just don't matter. Right. And we let it be a big deal. And that's what we let things that don't matter, matter. That's when they become stumbling blocks to us. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the, I guess, negative connotations about politics in the church is like, we don't think we can ever talk about it because we don't want to offend somebody. Mm-hmm. You can talk about politics. I mean, it's a part of our life. You know, if we were so naive to not talk about politics in the church, could you imagine how, like, restricted we'd be? (laughs) You know, if the church didn't care about politics, the government would say, oh, we don't care about you then. I mean, I don't know what would happen. But we shouldn't, you know, not want to talk about politics because it is part of our lives. And Mm -hmm. our faith should impact our political decisions and stuff like that. But we just can't let it divide us. And if you feel that divide, come and stop talking about it. Change the subject, change it to, you know, where you're going to eat after church or something like that. That's a good argument. Now, that right can there. get divisive, too. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's a whole lot less divisive than politics. But we kind of want to talk about one of the common, you know, st- could be a stumbling block within especially the Baptist faith, but really, you know, the Christian faith in general. And that's the con- like the, the topic of alcohol. That can be, you know, either way. And there's hundreds of different, I'm sure hundreds, but like a lot of different viewpoints on how alcohol is supposed to be used and stuff like that between denominations and between people in general, just different interpretations of the word. Yep. But we just want to like make sure you all understand alcohol should never 
you know, divide Christians from the purpose of fulfilling God's will mm-hmm. and like keep us from, you know, sharing, getting to share the gospel with somebody. And that just goes to, you know, it puts the responsibility on us to be mindful of those around us and, you know, the past of those around us. Cause somebody, for example, just putting a scenario out there, somebody could have a friend or a relative that has struggled with alcoholism and they have a negative, you know, kind of connotation towards that. And if mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to go out there and say, yeah, I'm going to drink, but I'll also share, share with you the gospel. You got to be willing to not drink in that instance, yep. because you got to understand that that's going to negatively impact y'all's relationship somehow and could negatively impact that conversation. So, you know, just be mindful of that. But I mean, me and Daniel have different viewpoints on it, but that doesn't stop us from doing the podcast. <laughs> We're doing yep. it right now. Yep. But then you want to throw some or add some scripture maybe in there. Yeah. One, one thing, uh, you know, that it doesn't directly say this, but uh, one thing that we read was in Romans chapter 14. Where I'm going to read just the first four verses says now accept the one who is weak in faith, but not to have quarrels over opinions. One person has faith that he may eat all things, but the one who is weak eats only vegetables. One who eats is not to regard with contempt the one who does not eat. The one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge the servant of another? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. When we're looking at that, I mean, you got to think about it. Um, it. It... What we do sometimes does affect other people, and if it if it hurts them, shouldn't be doing it. Um, in that case, and in verse twenty one, it says, "It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything by which your brothers your brother or sister stumbles." Mm-hmm. And if eating meat or drinking wine causes someone to stumble, don't do it. Don't do it. I right. mean, there's there's no like you know maybe no just just don't. Um, because you don't want to, you don't want to help someone fall into sin. Cause, yeah, because I mean, essentially, you're putting that eternal decision on the line for mm-hmm. a drink. You're, I mean, you're putting their, I don't want to say their eternal fate is all in your hands, but you're sort of jeopardizing that. Yep. Yeah, and you don't want to be held responsible for that kind of, nope, that kind of responsibility. But just keep that in mind and. Just like the politics thing, don't let that divide you from your relationship with another Christian. It can, it has, and you know somewhere down the line it will between people. But for your sake and for the sake of the gospel, don't let it. You, know, you can disagree about a lot of things. Just don't disagree on the gospel. That's the thing we should mm-hmm. find a common theme in. So, but that's all we got a little for the first half. We're going to take a quick break and be back very, very shortly. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Bible Bros ASMR. What? Hey, what are you doing? I'm doing ASMR. Wait, but we're supposed to be recording the podcast. Don't, don't yell, it's ASMR time. But why are you doing that and not the podcast? 
because it's the break and I want them to be relaxed. But look how much time has passed. Let's go back to the podcast. What? Okay, wait. Can I do one more thing? What? One more of these. Welcome back, guys. I'm sorry to those of you who were disturbed by that. Hey, that's what you get with, you know, low-budget first-time ASMR. Oh, my goodness. That's, well, all, that's where we talk about the gospel on this thing and don't do ASMR. Preach, preacher. <laughs> but, speaking of which, we're going to go right back into it. We're going to talk about how to not be a stumbling block. So, <clears throat> what's the what's one of the things that we can do, Luke? Step one, I'm kidding. There's no like step by step program. It's just some things we've written down. But one of the first things we wrote about was constantly be aware of who's around you. You know, like we mentioned with the you know alcohol stuff, like be aware of you know some people's you know stories, some people's struggles. And I'm not saying go around and ask everyone what their struggle <laughs> is and ask everyone what their downfall is. Like, don't do that. But, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, be mindful of people around you and understand that there could be, you know, negative connotations of stuff that you do um, in people's minds. Or some people could have had a bad experience with the church or with another Christian. And we just need to be mindful of all of that and understand that temptation does not deserve a spot in the church, does not deserve a spot in congregations. Cut out any temptation in your life, which I know is much easier said than done, but that's why we have the Holy Spirit to help us out with that. But, you know, live a life worthy of Christ that's always being a light to this world and cut off any temptation because those around you can see that and they can call you out on it. And that could ruin your witness and cause others to stumble. And, you know, there's so many things, but just be mindful of all of that. Real and the other thing that we have here is we want to be aware of our mindset and the words that we say all the time. Always know, always know what mindset you have in anything that you say. Um, we know from Scripture that man looks at outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And no matter what, where our heart is is what's important. And when we when we say things, when we talk to people, when we have interactions, when we go do things, the Lord looks at our heart. Looks at our heart. Where is our heart in it? And whenever we go talk to people, and when when we may be a stumbling block, we need to know where our mindset is. We had mentioned, you know, that there is a difference between intentionally and unintentionally. You know, being a uh, being a bit careless with, with our actions. Um, you know, and then you know, whenever we do become a stumbling block, we hope that it would be because of carelessness. It's a whole other thing when you do it on purpose. It's a whole other thing, and need some need some. Uh, I need someone to have a serious conversation with you if you're intentionally being a stumbling block. But you know, see where our mindset is. You know, why why are we careless? Why are we careless? And and you know, straighten our mind, align it with God, yeah. align it with His Word. So, yeah, that's very <clears throat> something to go along with that real quick before we get into some scripture. You know, some people could look at Christians and see, you know or hear the words of this, or see some of their actions and think, well, that's no different than me, so why should I have to, you know, change my lifestyle, convert Christianity when they're living the same as me? Mm-hmm. And that's a whole lot bigger stumbling block because you're pretty much telling somebody that Christ didn't change you. But, you know, that just all goes to say be mindful of who's around you and be mindful of what you're saying and what you're doing and your actions. Mm-hmm. But... We're going to throw some scripture in there because we are the Bible of El Bros and Bible is in our name. So it better be in our Ooh. podcast. 
Um, but first, I just want to go over really Romans 14 again, like a brief summary synopsis. But Paul's really just talking about, you know, how to have that, you know, live for the Lord and how to have that good reputation. And we are not to, you know, judge someone for something they choose not to do. Like in the first few verses, it talks about someone may choose to eat meat while someone else might not. You don't have to judge them for it. That's just their decision. And going on to like alcohol and pretty much everything else. Like I'm going to read verse 21 again. Um, it's a good thing to not eat meat or to drink wine or do anything else that makes your brother or sister stumble. Just if it, if you feel like there's a chance that could cause them to stumble, don't do it. That's essentially what Paul's saying there. Um, but and then verse 22, let's read that too. Whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. Um, it's just, you know, your your decisions are between you and God. I'm not ever going to try to force to change any of Daniel's viewpoints unless they're not focused on the gospel. Mm-hmm. And he better not do the same to me. <laughs> Don't try to change my viewpoint on, any, on anything except if I'm off the gospel. You listening, do the you same. Got it. Do the same. Like that's that's <clears throat> something we should all strive to do. But yeah, that's Romans fourteen in a nutshell. Shout yep. out to Paul. <laughs> well, continuing with some of Paul's writings, we're gonna also take a look at First Corinthians eight, verse nine. It says take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. The context of this, because when you first look at it, you're like, What? What do you mean this right of yours? And this right that he's talking about is to the church. It's talking to people who, who are strong in their faith, who never had lived completely in idolatry. See, they had believers in their church who had lived in idolatry, ate meat, sacrificed to idols. And some of them, it would hurt their faith whenever they would see people doing that. It Paul literally says uh, a few verses before, like it makes them weak, makes their faith weak whenever they see anyone doing that living in idolatry or or eating meat sacrificed to idols. And he says, but take care of this right of yours to uh, to be able to eat meat or do this doesn't become a stomach block. And that's the same thing that we're saying. Don't let anything that you do become a stomach block to somebody else. Just because it doesn't affect you doesn't mean it doesn't affect other people. Yeah. Sure. Um, one of the last scripture we'll be doing is in Luke 17, verses 1 and 2. And this is in red writing. So Jesus said it. So it's very important to listen to. But verses 1 and 2. He said to his disciples, Offenses will certainly come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Yo, that is some... That's some heavy stuff. And it's heavy because it, that's how serious this stuff is that we're trying to put across. Jesus is saying it's better for that dude who's causing people to stumble to put a heavy stone around his neck and be thrown into the ocean and drown before he causes someone to stumble. I mean, that's dude. that's enough for me to stop. I don't know about you. Daniel, what you think? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take uh, not stumbling or uh, over over the millstone. Good choice. Because <laughs> Jesus said to. But just for all of you, like, that's how important, and I've said this a couple times, but that's how important this stuff is. Because when you're causing people to stumble, you're causing people to go against 
what God is saying to do and what who God is. And it's not right. And I know you can say that you know it and you can follow that. But when you actually still show it, I'm, I begin to wonder, do you know that? And I begin to wonder myself, do I know that when I'm causing people to stumble? But your actions, you know, the old age-old phrase, your actions speak louder than your words. They do. You can say one thing, live completely something else. And what you live is what is in your heart. But just keep that in mind because that is, you know, very, I'll say it again, it's very, very important to remember. Oh, goodness, it's my turn to talk. Wow. Uh, yeah, happy uh, missional moment of the week or of two weeks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> sorry for the absence again. We are sorry. But uh, for this week's missional moment, we have the Somali people in Somalia. And with that, there being 12 million people, uh, almost all of them are Muslim and uh, very few believers among them. Um, according to the Joshua Project, 99.7% of the 12 million people are Muslim. Um, and even those who may profess Christ, many of those probably uh, you know, only profess it as, as, as part of their, their village or their town. And it's not evangelical. Um, so uh, we're going to pray for them. And we're going we're gonna to pray that they, uh, they're going to be saved. So let's talk to the Lord. And dear Heavenly Father, we... We first glorify you on this, well, whenever whenever this is, but right now, this is this Wednesday evening. Um, we ask that, uh, for, I'm just going to jump straight, Lord, to, as he saved the Somali people, these 12 million people who are currently destined to be separated from you forever. People who, who, who have been ravaged by war and, and by famine and, and terrible things in their lives. And they don't have you as hope. They don't have any hope. So I ask right now that you give them this hope, you give them the gospel through your missionaries, through those who are there who believe. I ask that you awaken their spirits. I ask that you talk to them. You touch their hearts first that, that when they hear this gospel, they will believe and this truth will pierce their hearts. Because only you can do that. We, we, we don't carry that power. It's only in you. I know that, that you want all people to be saved. And so I ask now, you please save the Somali people from their sin. Let's bring them to you. Together we can all, we can all glorify your name. So it's in your name, I pray. Amen. Sweet. Well, you know, I just realized something. Yeah. We're, this is our 15th episode. I feel yeah. like that's just a big number, you know, 15. Like it's... It's one more than 14. Yeah, it is. And it was Dak Prescott's number. At, here hey, at Hell State. It's got to stand for something. But we want to thank you again for listening to this episode and staying faithful when we failed you last week. Um, we hope you stay faithful. We we, had to, to this, we had to make it up to you by getting this podcast mic, which yeah. is awesome. It I is. like it, even if it doesn't help like help the quality at all. It still feels cool to have and to talk into. So I I'm all for like it. A professional, <laughs> yeah, somewhat professional, more professional than we have been. 
Yeah, we're still not paid for this. No, we're not. We're never going to be paid for no. this. Probably not. I'm okay with that. I guess I'm okay with it too. But you awesome. know, we're thankful for you, and we're thankful that y'all listen and give us good feedback when you see us whenever we do. And um, but just it, I encourage y'all to share this with everyone around you. So. Not so we can get more listens, but just so more can be, more people can hear this because we put none of this on ourselves. This is all the Lord speaking through us, and yep. we just want to be a vessel, two vessels, not one vessel. But <laughs> we're two people. Jeez, uh, <laughs> English is important. Yes, uh, it is. So yeah, y'all have a great day, night, evening, afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this. Um, weekend, week. Good luck on your tests. Good luck on your homework. Good luck on your work. Whatever it is, good luck. Be blessed in the Lord. Be blessed in the Lord. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote to you with many tears, not so that you would be made sorrowful, but that you might know the love which I have especially for you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bible Belt Bros. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Bible Belt Bros Pod. Ask us questions and tell us how we can be praying for you. Until next time, be blessed in the Lord.